0: Welcome to Reels, Rereads, and Ruminations, an international school Suva podcast series.
1: Good afternoon. Are you in need of any assistance today, sir? No. I could help you cross the street? No. I could help you cross your yard? No. I could help you cross your. L. No. All his life, Carl Fredrickson dreamed of adventure. Today, his adventure is finally taking off.
2: Hello, everyone. My name is Juliet Chong.
1: Hey, yo, what's good, everyone? My name is Charles.
0: Hello, cool, everyone. My name is Esther. And welcome.
1: And welcome, to the
0: very first
2: episode of the, of the ISS, ISS, ISS Cinemaniacs.
0: Cinemaniacs.
2: On today's Whoa. episode, the Cinemaniacs and myself are going to talk about the movie Up. We've. We went over a lot of movies, and we decided that Up was the best choice because, first of all, we all love it. And it's a family-friendly movie, and it's also just one of the classics. To start, let's take a look at Carl's childhood life. When Carl was a young boy, he admired the man named Charles Muntz, who was an adventurer who lived on a blimp. Carl's dream was to become an adventurer like him.
0: Carl also enjoyed watching films about Charles. One day he was walking home from an in- from a movie. He heard a voice from an abandoned house, so he went inside and checked. And that's where he met Ellie. Ellie was an innocent, adventure-loving girl, and she wasn't afraid of anything. Carl and Ellie soon became really close friends and shared their secrets with each other. Ellie showed Carl her adventure book, which contained a drawing of her dream house. This would soon become the foundation of the relationship.
2: I think it was really cute how they met. I think that you can tell that they almost immediately clicked. And they got along really fast. Even though they were so different. What do you what do you think, Charles?
1: Um, well, we all know that um, both of them were kids. And with Carl meeting Ellie at the abandoned house, um, we all saw that he was a very shy type of kid who... He didn't really look like he talked a lot or had fun a lot. And then you had Ellie, who was the more sociable person, very energetic, full of like uh, happiness and excitement. And I think that's where their interaction, their bond, really grew upon, where they started their friendship and eventually moving on, building that into a relationship so yeah I think that was a very very um uh key scene that brought a lot of attention what do you think of that Esther?
0: yeah I completely agree I thought it was really amazing how like despite their differences they became such close friends and they really just stuck together and I thought it was really sweet how they kind of just absorbed each other's personalities in a way if that makes sense and they just became so close it was really nice yeah so, let's move on to call
2: in Ellie's married life. Now, I know he had a cute childhood with Ellie. And they fell in love and they got married. And they also bought the abandoned house which they met in, which is one of my favourite features of the whole movie. And they renovated it to look like Ellie's drawing from her adventure book. And they even had
0: plans for a child, which were unfortunately ruined. Um, in spite of the dark times, Carl tried his best to keep Ellie really happy, and started to save to move to Paradise Falls. But no matter how hard they tried, they just weren't able to save enough, and just ended up forgetting about it instead. Not long after, but way too soon, Ellie fell sick and passed away. It was a really heartbreaking scene for everyone who was able to watch. Yeah.
2: I've really liked the couple scenes, it's very, it's like infamous, the song is so beautiful and everyone knows it and it's probably one of the two of the biggest staples in the movie up.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you Juliet, um, with uh, their married life and the song that plays in the background is called married life, it's one of the most remarkable. That's the scenes in the movie that really brings out the admiration to its um, viewers, and how it started with their relationship building, um, when they got married, to when they uh, decided to have a child. So, yeah, that that scene really had a big impact, I'd say, on a lot of couples that watched the movie, and yeah, it really draws attention. that one scene so much is happening and that one scene where it just builds off and it creates a whole new um, emotion to its fears so yeah Esther what do you think of that
0: um once again I completely agree with what you said like it's one of the most like the most memorable scenes in the movie because you know they're just like, so happy together, I thought it was really amazing how they ended up sticking together from their friendship, like, from the beginning of their friendship, right until their marriage, and I just thought it was really, like, really sad for Carl, how he had to, like, watch Ellie leave him, like, of course it wasn't anyone's fault, but I just thought that was really heartbreaking for everyone. Yeah. I also wanna
2: look at the transitions that we use in the scene. Because it is an animated movie, and some of the transitions they put in it was just so well done. The transition from the baby room to the pregnancy clinic, I—it just the mood changes so drastically, and you left you are left feeling almost as shocked as they were when they found out that they couldn't have a child.
1: Yeah, it's pretty pretty sad to watch, and you know we see Carl ending up living on his own in his neighborhood and speaking of that so you know how Carl emi- immediately goes from living in a neighborhood filled with trees to a neighborhood where there's literally no trees, no grass or no atmosphere or no, no one surrounding him. It's pretty weird how all of that environment disappears within years not to mention The construction and business authorities that surround that entire neighbourhood. All you see is buildings, skyscrapers and roads everywhere. I myself wonder what happened to the entire environment before Carl had moved into the house he stayed at with Ellie um, when she passed. Like it is a heartbreaking scene and then it gets even sadder when he ends up living on his own in just a suburban neighbourhood where he has the only house still stable.
2: In the middle of a construction site. And you you would think that all hope is lost, but... Uh, very... All of a sudden, there was some knocking at the door. And that's when he met a very cute boy, Russell, whose role in the movie would become much more significant. And... It, it was a very heartwarming and funny scene when Carl gave Russell the fake um, task of hunting for a snipe, a large bird with beady eyes. Also, why is Russell casually exploring through a neighborhood where there's only one house? Like, how do you end up letting your child explore this city? Not to mention, we don't know who his parents are or where he even came from. Anyways. I think I'm just rushing to conclusion. Let's just move on.
0: Uh, Carl started back into his house before he he heard some loud noises. And when he turned around to see his mailbox being knocked over, he he made that mailbox with Ellie. So, you know, obviously he got defensive and he accidentally hit someone in the kerfuffle. There was a court case held about it. And he actually lost that, which was really unfortunate. And they forced him to move to a retirement home. But I think it was pretty unfair how he lost the case just because of an accident. You know, like, it was just a misunderstanding. He really wanted to keep that peace because it was really important to him since his wife died. Um, What do you guys think about that?
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I... Nowadays, this world, everyone is so fast to jump to conclusions about who did what and who deserves to be punished for it. Where they didn't really care about what he had to say. Whereas us viewers who know the whole story will feel sorry for him because that's important to him. Someone just tried to grab it from him. Charles, do you have anything to say about that?
1: I agree with you like he's at his old age and people don't know what he's been through you know he he lost the court case he he lost his wife and it's just a very heartbreaking moment for him and he's living on his own he's trying to fight all the troubles that or consequences that may come upon him and he's just trying to live a normal life but you know like like you said, like you and Esther said, yeah, the world is on un- is a very unfair place. But um, he always uh, Carl is a strong guy, and I think he'll always get back up on his feet. And yeah. not to mention, so um, after the morning, oh, after the court case, um, uh, uh, during the morning, we see that two men from the retirement home come up. Uh, Visit Carl in a van so they could take him to the retirement home. And one thing that caught me, like my attention to this scene, especially, is him saying, quote unquote, his final goodbyes to the house in remembrance of his wife and the house to the two men. But instead, he goes back inside and he locks the door and he unleashes and reveals the thousands of balloons that he promised his wife that he'd travel to America with uh, South America with so yeah this scene was a very very touching scene and a very I'd say awesome theme I very I really enjoyed this theme so what do you Juliet what do you think
2: of this scene especially I really enjoyed this scene I, I think he, he was very smart about it he handled it very well and I loved seeing the house fly through the city and when you see a little girl playing in a window and that her room is just filled with colors from the balloons and it's so so beautifully made you know and it really
0: takes me back um i completely agree i thought like that was one of the, my my favorite scenes in the movie it was really beautiful i like i could watch it over and over again just to like rewatch how he how happy he looked when he was taking off here. Yeah. So, uh,
2: Carl made sure that everything was set for his journey, right? And everything was set, you know? He just had his compass, he had a dream, but then he found a little stowaway on his ship, Russell. And I was so shocked by that the first time I watched it. It was, it was really unexpected, but really sweet. How they reintroduce him into the show the same way they introduced him into the show, and Russell's also just an adorable character.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you, Julia. Um, when I first uh, watched this movie at a young age, um, I always thought to myself, how did he get up there on the porch? Where is his Where is his parents? How is he on the flying house? Like, I had so many questions. Um. For this scene and especially uh, like how he just started roaming around all over the place or he just took off on his own and just set off onto Carl's porch and joined him on the journey to South America but yeah this this part of the movie is very intriguing because number one we don't know how I mean we do but not into detail on how Russell even got to that point where he was going to travel with Carl. But, um, Esther, what do you think of this uh, scene of the movie?
0: Um, I thought it was just kind of shocking to see how Russell got up there and he just didn't, like, have any reaction. Like, you just hear a knocking on the door and you're just like, damn, like, who could that be? And then, like, he opens the door and you're just like, whoa, like, how did he just... Stay on for this long without like any struggles. Mm. Like, it's actually just pretty amazing. Even Carl had to take two looks at Russell to because
2: he was just in shock. Mm. And throughout the whole journey, Carl ran into like so many problems. But I don't want to spoil too much of the movie for the viewers. So I just want to talk about how I really admire how charismatic he is and how he, he, Carl, no matter what was thrown at him, he persevered through it and tried his best to take care of Russell, a little boy who he didn't even know. And that just shows how much of a sweet person Carl really is, even though on the outside he may appear as some angry old man. But on the inside, he's just a loving...
0: I Completely agree like Carl is so resilient like it doesn't matter what What has to like what he has to go through? He just like deals with it and then especially at the towards the end of the movie he like Starts to accept it and he actually starts taking off like uh, looking after Russell a lot more. It was really sweet Yeah (laughs) And every time
2: Russell asked for something. Carl would do it. I mean, Russell would want Carl to save certain someone or you know chase after someone, Carl would do it. And even if he showed on his face that he was angry about having to do it, he still did it. And I really think that's really cool. What do you think, Charles? What do you think about Carl as a character?
1: Um, not to mention um, how, when both of them were on a, on their journey through uh, to South America through the clouds, uh, we all saw that there was the cumulonimbus cloud, the big heavy uh, rain shower that was coming upon them. And Carl, he was all confused and he was worried because he he tried his best to steer the house out of the storm, but unfortunately he got pulled back in and uh, you'd see where he I think he hits one of the shelves and he goes into like a deep sleep where he loses I think complete control of, I think the house and you see Russell he's brave enough to take control of the house and steer it for him and eventually landed somewhere they've never been before or they've never seen yet so yeah this is uh, this just shows and of how um, Russell cared about Carl as much as he did like his own grandchild and it's a very touching scene on where um, both of them wake up and Russell mentions I steered the house we landed and it's a it's a very touching moment for the two
2: yeah it is
1: so we know um, that the two set off for their journey. Eventually, they landed. That's when Russell he steered the house, and they both made it to a sort of cliff-form type of surface where it was just pure fog, and there were like rock statues everywhere, and it's just a full, just mist of fog everywhere. Um, it was—I won't lie—looked it looked like a scary scene because you. Obviously you can't see anything, it's just the fog and uh, Carl and Russell were trying their hardest to steer the house around and eventually they landed safely, so that's one positive. And also they come across, um, was it a type of statue or something that they saw um, had a voice speaking or they heard a voice in the distance that they couldn't pick out. Um, would anyone like to add on what that voice could have been?
2: It could have been anything really, but I'm just surprised that they had the courage to talk back to the voice.
0: Yeah, same here, honestly. Like, that was actually just pretty surprising. Because if that was me, I probably wouldn't have the courage to do that.
1: Yeah, so... Eventually, they find out it's a dog with a sort of translator, um, I think his name's Doug or something, very cute dog, uh, very helpful, and surprisingly, they communicate, obviously, because he has a translator, and um, just like Russell and Carl's um, bond and friendship, even the dog, uh, starts to build a relationship with them as well and yeah that's a very key point where a lot of bad things end up happening uh, in good where you know
2: I think we should start looking at some film theories about it mm. Esther yeah, so do you have any film theories you want to share about the movie? Really?
0: Um, well, I heard about a theory that when Ellie passed, we all know that Carl became really depressed and sad, right? Yeah. Um, well, my conclusion is, what if Carl died as well because, like, of how depressed he was, and Russell is, like, maybe a guardian angel for Carl or something like that? And, like, that would kind of explain how he was able to find Carl in the abandoned neighborhood so easily, wouldn't you think?
2: I see... And in, instead of Russell trying to get his badge for helping the elderly, it could just be a guardian, guardian angel trying to fulfill their duty. Exactly. That's, that's a very key. I mean,
1: choice. it does make sense. Because, number one, um, we see that he ends up getting, uh, almost getting taken by the... Um the retirement home um, authorities and Russell, he shows up out of nowhere uh, to like create that bond with um, uh, Carl and yeah, I think that's where the theory ends up happening because we don't know where Russell comes from or we don't know his parents or uh, what's his duty, although he's a wilderness explorer, so I think that kind of makes sense. So, um, uh, yeah. Hmm.
2: I also have another theory. So, at the end of the movie, a character falls off of a very high place and supposedly dies, right? But what if he never really died? I mean, they are in the middle of South America. There's trees everywhere. There's a high chance that he is still alive and plotting against them. Wouldn't that be such a cool second part to the movie?
0: It really would. It would actually be pretty like surprising too. Because I don't think many people would actually see it coming. Yeah.
1: Plus, you Even... wouldn't expect it to happen. Because um, if you look at it at first glance, that person just falls from the sky and you have no idea what's happened to them. Literally, they've fallen to thin air, um, through the mist of clouds, gone. So, uh, you'd assume they're gone forever, but a lot of things can happen, and a lot of unexpected miracles, or I don't know if you'd want it to be a miracle or whatnot. So, uh, um, yeah, a lot of theories for this uh, special scene comes upon um, this topic. So, yeah. Uh.
2: I think that's enough theories for today. We've come a long way through our discussion, so I think it's time we finish off our conclusions. Anyway, that is the end of the Cinemaniacs podcast. I would like to say thank you to everyone for participating and listening. For today, the Cinemaniacs and myself would like to wish everyone a fantastic, amazing day. Thank you, bye. Thank you. Thank you, you everyone, bye.
1: bye. Thank you, everyone.